Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And on the line with us right now is Dr. Mark Shapiro, Weinberg Chair of the Judaic Studies at the U of S. And I guess we're talking to you in California, right, Dr. Shapiro? That is correct. So, your general reaction, what do you think about the, the possibility that Trump will name Jerusalem as capital of Israel? I think um, it's uh, very welcome. It's long overdue. Uh, it's not enough. Uh, in his campaign, he pledged on numerous occasions that he would move the embassy to Jerusalem. And uh, he hasn't yet followed that pledge. So, uh, the sooner he fulfills his word... Uh, the better we all will be. Right. Actually, there is some speculation here that naming naming Jerusalem as the capital is a way to try and kind of fulfill his campaign promise of the embassy. Uh, why do you why do, don't you think he already moved the embassy? And what will be the effect of this? Well, you know, a number of presidents have said they would, and then uh, when they get into office, um, they're told that uh, the Arab street won't like it. There'll be protests and. Uh, you know, there might be protests, but at the end of the day, uh, America has to do what's in America's interest, has to do what's the right thing to do. And uh, if people want to protest, uh, that's their problem. It's a little bit outrageous that there's only one country in the world that the United States does not recognize its capital, the capital that the country says it is, and that's Jerusalem. It's time to put this behind us. Uh, uh, this has been, um, the State of Israel was established in 1948 and established its uh, capital in 1948, and it's time for the United States to finally recognize it and not be concerned with, uh, you know, the so-called Arab streets. Well, now, I mean, you're talking about 1948. I mean, ju it just seems to me that historically, back to biblical times, it, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Well, sure, certainly. I mean, Jerusalem has been recognized uh, for thousands of years. But uh, as the capital of the modern state of Israel, uh, this is uh, 1948. And uh, by not recognizing Jerusalem as a state, it feeds into uh, the Palestinian line that uh, Jerusalem was never the capital. They even claim there never was a temple uh, where uh, the Jews and Christians believe there was a temple. So it's by not fulfilling his campaign promise, he simply is, uh, I guess, falling prey to blackmail by uh, the Palestinians that uh, they claim that if he does do that, they're going to respond in their own ways. And America has to be stronger than that than us to have more pride than that. Uh, one of, our, one of our, our listeners just texted to ask you this question. Um, since, since we've already said that, you know, he campaigned to move the embassy and didn't, someone wants to know if, if, the, uh, if the relationship now between Israel and Saudi Arabia has kind of opened the door for less tensions and maybe to make such a move. Uh, it, it could be, it could very well be. I mean, those who follow the news know that um, Saudi Arabia and presumably the other Arab countries have finally concluded that the real enemy is Iran, that Israel is not a threat. Israel's never been a threat. They've never had any designs on uh, any Arab lands or any Arab nations. On the other hand, Iran is a real threat. So, uh, And the Palestinians are really throwing a monkey wrench in all of this uh, because uh, the Saudis don't want to be held hostage by um, 
false considerations like the, the Jerusalem as the capital. But now when, when the Saudis warm up to Israel, doesn't that alienate a lot of other uh, Muslim and Arab nations that, that they need to be related to? You know, at the end of the day, we all hope that there's going to be peace and there's going to be, um, you know, the Arab countries in Israel can live in tranquility. I mean, when Israel made peace, when Jordan made peace, uh, there was the same thing. It all comes down to are you going to be on the right side of history or the wrong side of history. Uh, the right side of history means accepting the state of Israel and living together with it in peace and trying to create a better society for your citizens. Uh, those people who want to continue with uh, warlike postures, they're going to be left behind in history. So uh, I think the Saudis are coming to realize that um, they were on the wrong side of history. At least I hope they're coming to realize that. Now, I have not had the opportunity to, to visit Jerusalem. I, I would like to at one point. But what is it that, that the Muslim nations, the Palestinians, claim there? What, what is it that, that makes them want to make this a, a universal city? Well, they don't want to make it a universal city at all. I mean, uh, until 1967... Uh, they controlled, the Jordanians controlled half of uh, Jerusalem, and Jews were not even permitted to enter it in, in violation of uh, all agreements that were made in the ceasefire. So they have no interest whatsoever in making it an international city. They have an interest in controlling not just Jerusalem, but the entire um, uh, territory of the land of Israel. So uh, it's really just a charade about Jerusalem, because really those they're interested in... Uh, the entire state. They don't recognize its existence at all. Now, as, as a professor of Judaic studies, what, what is your thoughts on, on uh, the way the United States has treated Israel, both under the Obama administration and currently? Um, you can, I mean, if you look at the surface level, uh, things are very different. Today, um, there's a much more friendly relationship, whereas under the Obama administration, uh, there were certain public rebukes of Israel, and there was a feeling um, in both in Israel and also in other places that um, the United States had turned on Israel. There were some United Nations votes that could imply this. But I can also say that behind the surface, on the ground, the relationship, even in the Obama administration, was very strong. I mean, in terms of intelligence sharing, in terms of uh, military um, coordination, so really, there's been a constant support for Israel, at least since the Nixon administration, uh, for every presidential administration. And um, in the level of, uh, you know, photo ops, certainly there were difficulties in the Obama administration as far as Israel is concerned. But substantively, uh, there hasn't really been any changes. And the same thing can be said about uh, the Congress. On the other hand, moving of the embassy to Jerusalem would be a major step in opposition to previous policies. Uh, by the same token, President Trump was the first sitting president to visit the Western Wall, which the Palestinians regarded as occupied territory. Right. So that certainly, we believe, was a positive step. Well, Dr. Shapiro, thank you for taking time out of your afternoon. I appreciate it. You have a, a good weekend, and I really appreciate your insight into this. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mark Shapiro, uh, chairman of uh, Judaic Studies, University of Scranton. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.